It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to episode number eight of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. It is Thanksgiving week. And ironically, coincidentally, and probably by design, we have a lot to be grateful and thankful for, Steve, as we always do. Eight is great. Eight is great. Get that out of the way. Cal Ripken, eight is great. Eight is great. Early Colby, eight is good. Always will be. Yes, sir. But it is Thanksgiving Uh, week, and I know that today we'll get back to gratitude and counting one's blessings. I am just one incredibly grateful person. You know, I live a life of gratitude. I have the attitude of gratitude. I have... You Did know, you learn that from me? The attitude I, of gratitude. I actually learned it from the gentleman to the my fr- left. The phrasing, the phrasing, yeah, attitude yeah, of gratitude. Right. I wasn't because I've been I've been living this attitude of gratitude and projecting onto others the idea. And the gentleman to your right, that you speak of, it's actually your left. I think. My left. It I is said, left. my left. You said left. It, is said our, left. you did say left. Did say my right. Right. Your left right. is our guest for episode. Play a ring around the rosy. Yeah, there right. it is. And 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 you're, the gentleman you speak of, when that has a lot to be grateful for. Oh, let me tell you. So you know. Being grateful is not unique to a person. It's anybody and everybody should be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this guy 25 years. Yeah, at least. And consider myself so fortunate that he's in my life. He's a friend, a mentor, a coach, uh, my drinking buddy. <laughs> and one of, the few, of those. one of the few people no. in my career who actually saw through the bullshit and pushed me and made me accountable for really? some stuff. Oh. Made, forced you to be accountable. Uh, founder <laughs> of Coaching the Winner's Edge organization and coaching program. A man who built a business, $75 million international company, and called you on your BS, as you said. We know each other from when I was in the phone business. Yep. Yep. I was hawking phones and doing a great job of it. He was in the flower business. He was... And the he of which you speak is none other than Barry Gottlieb. Mr. Barry. Welcome. Yeah. Thank to you. The Confessions Happy of a Serial Salesman podcast. Honored to be here. Honored to be here. Honored. You said that earlier. Yes. You said that. I saw that in the email. Yes. You were honored to be a guest. This podcast apparently is catching a little bit of fire. You got people going back and binge listening. Binge listening. People call me up going, boom, I just hit four. I'm going to hit five. And Keep know, it people going. listening to it in the gym early in the morning, like I tell them. So they're getting the rule. Wake up early. Put some good stuff in your system. So, uh, you know, listen, everywhere I go, it's it's leaving a trail, and I'm, I'm grateful for that, too. God bless. God well, bless. again, we said we know it's Thanksgiving week, but today we touch on, as you know, there's 27 rules in the book, right? The rules for influencers and leaders that will change your life and business. Today we focus on rule number six, which is counting one's blessings and gratitude, which is timed well with Thanksgiving. And I mentioned that, Barry, you have a lot to be grateful for, not just your success in business and the impact you've had on the lives of others, but also... On the simple fact that you um, apparently uh, survived what was deemed at one point terminal cancer. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I told him. I'm sorry. At, at, yeah. at one point, it, this was deemed terminal cancer. Yeah, I was, I was at a stage of my life where I thought things could not be any better for me. I was uh, teaching and inst- I was an instructor at the University of Florida. I was, a, I was a professional racquetball player. Um, I had just amazing friends. I had a great girlfriend. Things were wonderful in my life. And, and I had this little thing that, you know, I went to a doctor for. And, and then I ended up sitting across the desk like Josh, like we're sitting across the desk. Mm-hmm. And this guy looked at me and he said, look, 
I hate to be the one to tell you this, but you've, you've got a really dangerous kind of cancer, and it has metastasized, <clears throat> which, you know, for those listeners that are out there, that means it's in your blood system. Right. And it was a very rapid spreading kind of cancer. And you say, look, it's just a question of time before this gets to your liver, your brain, the other organs. And he said, so sorry to tell you this, you need to get your affairs together. You have three at the most six months to live. Really? Yeah. The first thing you thought when you heard those words, because there's business I and can't success. say it on the air. You can't say it. <laughs> well, the good news it's is we're show. not on the air. Right. The good news is, show, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> I said, no effing way, not me. I feel great. Life is great. You said great. this to the doctor. I said across it to the, the table. doctor. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. And you believed it? I believed it. Because sometimes we say things we don't mean, like everything's going to be fine and you're no, going to be no, okay. No, no, no. I, I, for I the best. But, but even that, look, I'm going to tell you that. It's, it hits home. You know, you walk away from that. You go home. Uh, at the time, I tell my girlfriend, and you sit there, and then it's this realization. Holy shit. Yeah. Now three, what? <laughs> now what? Three to six months. Mm-hmm. And, and what I thought was really interesting about this was that the doctor, he looks at me, and he goes, well, let me, let, just let me share something with you, Barry. And I go, okay, what's that? And he said, well, <clears throat> he said, I can connect you with these groups of people mm-hmm. similar to you that have terminal cancer. Some of them may make it five years, some of them make it three, some may not make it to next month. But they've created these groups where they've decided that they're gonna do all the things that they would never do in their life because they were quote unquote afraid to the, do it. The old bucket list. The old bucket list, but fast forward it right. to a limited amount mm-hmm. of time, you know? Yep. Eat spicy Indian foods, ride motorcycles, do crazy, this diagnosis changed your life? You know, look, it absolutely did. People say to me, well, you know, wow, I feel so bad for you. Listen, for me, it's been a blessing. Here it is. I was 25 years old. Well, I was, I was going to ask you when this diagnosis was, I, and I was afraid you were going to say uh, five months and 29 days ago. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been, that <laughs> wait, been wait, a Because you were on the last day of this. But I'm going to tell you, if it had been that, my attitude would still be the same. Good for you. Tim McGraw had a song, Live Like You Were Dying. Absolutely. I went sky riding, uh, skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing, 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. I loved uh, Deeper, or a talk sweeter. I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. You got it. Because the best thing is the fact that you Ooh, go, hold on a second. Chills, bro. Right? I got chills. That song gets me. I listened to it on nonstop this past week and over and over again. No, it's a great song. Um, it, it changed you and your outlook. You were 25, you said? 25. And that was had to be, what, uh, 15 years ago or so? I'm, I'm uh, gonna, I, will turn, <laughs> I will turn 69 next month. God bless you. Do you flatter I, everybody? I'm Amen. trying. He's good. He's good. I'm, I'm trying. He's good, right? I'm bad with ages. Yeah. I'm bad. So yeah. you lost at the car. So I don't look a day over 68 to you, right, Josh? <laughs> there it is. As we talk about this rule, number six, about counting your blessings and gratitude, I would imagine that this made you grateful for things that maybe you didn't recognize before, like sunsets or the sweet taste of honey yeah. or whatever the case may be. Because when there is a, an expiration date, you know, if, if you're told you got three to six months to live and you see a movie trailer for a movie that comes out nine months, you start to think, I'm not, am I going to live to see that's this really, movie? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So let, well, let me share this with you. you know, I, I've, I've spoken in front of groups that are 20 all the way up to 1,000. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes I share my story with them. And I tell them about what the doctor had proposed to me, that I should join some group, that I should you know, do all these things that I, maybe I was afraid of. And I said, look. And then, and then I just softened my speech in front of the audience. I go, look, I want to share a secret with all of you. 
I go, you're all going to die. Yeah. You don't need an oncologist, mm -hmm. a specialist to tell you that you are. You are. So the question really becomes, do you choose to live or are you just existing? Right. That was the mm -hmm. major change for me. That I chose, I, I looked at it and he said, three to six months, I go, well, I'm going to live every moment, every day of whatever that time is, mm -hmm. and I still do to this day. Oh, and he does. I mean, I live, you know, we know each other a long time, uh -huh. and it, I think it's easy to get caught up in the romantic stuff, the sunset and all right. of the, the honey, you know, but really being grateful for even the most mundane things. Of course, yeah is really where the practice Well, you in. know that in my radio show, Eddie ESPN in South Florida here, I begin it by saying every day above ground is a good day. Because yeah. every, and I end it by saying because every day above ground is a good day. There's a difference between inconveniences and problems. Oh, I had an awful day. I hate life. Please, what happened? I got a flat tire. I missed an important business meeting. Really? Because I know a single mom who doesn't have money to put in the gas tank to drive her kid to chemotherapy. Yeah, I mean, look, and they're going to lose everything. Puerto Rico has no water. So who, who, who's, who's having a bad day and who has an inconvenience? Right. Yeah, well, look, it's a, it's a choice. And this is what most people fail to see. You know, look, one of the things I love about Steve is that he chooses to make more. He, he lives probably a third more than most of us because of the times that he chooses to get up and do the things that he's passionate about, right. that he loves, yep. right? You know, I spent 41 years of getting up at between 4 and 4.15. You know, now I've retired, and, and now I don't do that as much <laughs> anymore. But, but there was the time when you need to do these things and enjoy every moment as you go. So it's, it is about what do you do, and this is the tough one. When it comes to gratitude, what do you do when you first wake up every morning? Uh -huh. It isn't just whether you just get up early, as Steve does. Yeah. But what do you do right then and there? What decision are you making? Are you choosing? Are you choosing that today is going to be a great day or are you just going to let life happen? But now there's a juxtaposition here because you guys are talking to us about gratitude and the grander scheme of life and the things to be grateful for. And at the same point, you're being compensated handsomely to write on, speak on, and answer questions about how people can really focus on career, can really focus on the numbers, moving the dial, moving the needle, with growth, with ROI. Uh, and you're kind of, I think, if I'm, uh, if I'm not reading you wrong, saying, listen, if you are grateful and count those blessings, success comes in all financial ways. But you must remember at the end of the day, it is the life well lived, not the number of commas in your bank account. So I think it comes. Is that right? I, I, so you're right to a certain degree, certainly not wrong, but I think success comes in a lot of different ways. And in the early part of my career, and this is a lot of where I took my lead from, from Barry, you know, success is not only money. I know a lot of people who have a lot of money who are just fucking miserable. Yeah. And just don't know how to get out of the way. They wouldn't know how to enjoy themselves, you know, if someone laid it out in an ABC. So it's not about mm -hmm. the financial success. Right. It's about gratitude for all of the things that are happening in your life, you know, and so you know, it's hard to quantify, you know, but I know I live a life of gratitude in these small things. Certainly the laws of attraction, you know, come into uh -huh. play, but Barry created a movement that many, many, many years ago, he and I collaborated, you know, once he created it, yeah. we had the chance to collaborate on it. To this day, it's certainly something I could have written in, about in my book, but 
he stole it, he did it first. <laughs> <laughs> but I talk about TGIF and TGIS. Yep. He has a great TGIF. Yeah, author of TGIT, thank God it's today. Every day is a gift, brilliant on the basics. Uh, this is a playbook for business leaders. It plays into what we're speaking of right now. Yeah. We're continuing that yeah. conversation. Well, getting back to, and, and on your point, Josh, there are a lot of speakers out there. There are a lot of people that do consulting. Their bottom line is only what's in it for me. Right. I don't, n- not for a moment in my life do I ever want to be put into that category. No. That, that has never been who I am. I have never stood in front of an audience that I've been in front of and hawked any of my three books mm-hmm. ever. And when it comes to what, you know, I like to call myself the Robin Hood of, of mentors, of successful life coaches. Right. Because what I do is that, you know, the companies, the companies that Steve does work for, he should extract what he's worth because he's helping them with their ROI. Right. But I know that Steve, just like me, if there's somebody in that company that comes to him and says, listen, Steve, can, can you help me or can you help my family member? But we can't afford you. Right. When I will get phone calls from people that will say to me, look, I really could use your help. How much do you cost? And I will tell them what my normal hourly fee is. Mm-hmm. And I will say to them, but look, all I want you to do is tell me what you can afford. If it's $5, if it's zero, I still do it. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's the, the beauty of life isn't what you get. It's what you give. It's what you give. True abundance, true abundance isn't what you have. It's what you give away. You and I talk about it all the time, Steve, the idea of you notice that when you start just helping others, um, whether they're, you're merging folks, networking them so they can become successful and grow, when, when you put this good into looking out for others as opposed to what's in it for me, the universe seems to really just take care of you. Yeah. And maybe you don't know the exact moment it happens, but my life, I think, is pretty fantastic. And I noticed that my life started to fall into place just as I kind of wanted to. Recently, I noticed it. Where I said, wait a second. I, I'm I am wealthy in my freedom. I am I am wealth I feel successful because I get to do what I want when I want and don't have to do what I don't want anytime that I don't want. You know, so what's interesting about, you know, especially my relationship with Barry is that um because of the way I was programmed early in my career, and I think people are programmed this way all the time, you know, when he came to me a- into my life, I was like, All right, I don't believe any of this guy. This guy's full of Why not? this Why guy's not? got a shtick because that's how we're programmed. I couldn't believe that he would just out of the goodness of his heart mm-hmm. really give freely to me. I was there to sell him cellular phones. He was there, you know, you know, to, you know, get the best deal he could. I thought those were the normal transactions. Right. That's how it used to be. And that's how I just I right. went about my life thinking everything was all those kind of touches were, you know, whatever they were. They were not anything more. And that's one of the things I teach people now is that, you know, what's the quality of a what's a good meeting? When I met this guy, we connected on so many levels. He was put in my life to teach me. But you know what? A lot of people put that away. They go, I'm, I'm not going to allow you to teach me because I don't believe that that's what it's all it could be. There's got to be something more. What's in it? You know, what's the catch? You know, and so I think because of the way we're programmed, people will not allow true, you know, be, be truly grateful for someone landing on their plate. And, and he knew I was a tough student. But isn't it okay to be skeptical that people have an ulterior motive? Isn't it okay so that you that you make sure 
initially that you're you're really understanding if somebody is what they claim to be that you are somewhat he- have a healthy skepticism that there isn't an agenda well agenda. let's not let look there are again, people don't like to be sold and people are full of shit you know yeah, of course but when you come up with and meet somebody who has a genuine agenda to help you which i know this man has forever wouldn't it have been a shame if i didn't allow that to come into my life mm-hmm. i would have missed 25 years of you know knowledge and friendship and you know we we you know we just love being with our ladies together and you know so uh, you talk about misses you talk about being great i'm grateful that i wasn't such an idiot to just defend it and deflect it and yeah. i think a lot of people and, and i was going to say i was going to say to you, josh to you and steve look I, what i would suggest to anybody that listens to this podcast is there are many many great mentors out there mm-hmm. And I would always recommend to people that they have more than one mentor, but what they also do is that because of that situation where we're skeptical, if somebody doesn't resonate with us personally, Mm -hmm. then move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. Find somebody that you believe is authentic. That's, That's the key because, listen, in life, getting back to the gratitude, how could you be more grateful than to have people in your life that are real? Right. That you could have situations that are real rather than all the BS. And look, we have to understand that us as human beings here in America, we have approximately approximately sixty to 70,000 thoughts a day. Mm. That, those are the numbers, okay? Those are the real numbers. And the unfortunate thing is that the research tells us that the average person, up to 80% of those thoughts are negative. Sure. So we're trying to figure out why 26% of the, the people in America are suffering from depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And we're exposing ourselves to negative, 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 negative. And the beauty of it is, is that, you know, one of the things that I admire Steve most for is that in today's, you know, online social media kind of doing business. You mean Facebook? <laughs> a lot of people have lost, have lost. The, what I have always admired Steve for the most, and that is the authentic relationships that he has with people. And I know that they are grateful for that, mm-hmm. as I know that he is. Steve, Steve ha- builds genuine relationships. He does things. And when he goes in and speaks at a company, I have no doubt in my mind that what they're seeing is Steve Moodleberg. Right. I, I have no doubt in my mind. You know, the, I've told Steve over and over again, this is what his purpose has always been, Mm -hmm. is to share the authentic him with everybody. And early in the first couple of podcasts, we talked about the order of things, relationships. It's not do business, let's force this business and we're going to build a relationship. You're going to build a relationship and vibe with somebody and then you're going to do business because at the end of the day, all business is relationships, as you told us. Totally. So... You know, I, I turn it around when, when I hear that. First of all, I'm like incredibly flattered. Thank you. Um, and, and legitimately, anybody that wants to ask me, I can tell them about how much I resisted. That's not me. That's not oh, yeah, my he calling. Did. He resisted. <laughs> really? Like, really? You know, I, uh, you know, I don't, you know and, and it really was a very selfish mindset because I am fortunate. I do have this gift. I do connect with people. Yeah. Now I'm teaching people how to do that, which is really, really special. But I went to Barry shortly after I started speaking, and I'm speaking to fairly large crowds, and I asked him a question. I remember sitting at dinner. Um, we were over on, on the island having dinner, 
And I said, I, I have a question for you. So I'm in front of this whole group of people, bigger groups than I'm used to, and I don't know how to connect with everybody. Right. You know, and you remember me? <laughs> as oh, yeah, I said, you know, first to me, I'm like trying to make eye contact with everybody, and, right. and I'm walking back and forth and up and down, and yeah. I'm making myself dizzy. Right. And he said to me, and this was another one of those pearls that I'm just so grateful to have. He said, the purpose for you being on stage is for the one person in the audience that needs you. Uh, Not for gotcha. everybody else. They'll come, mm -hmm. but there is somebody in that. And I got it right. I mean, Absolutely. Right? And since that time, it's made me relax to go, I have a purpose. I know why I'm here. So you talk about being grateful. Uh, this is a whole new career for me. You know, at, at 57, to really be in a new place, I'm learning from speakers who have been doing this forever, who candidly, some of them are just not that good. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they right. just, you know, for whatever reason, they got thrown into it. So, you know, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for learning. Uh, you know, he talked about give to get. That's the last chapter in the book, you know, and so it, all of these rules show up in your life. And when you focus on them, the situations get very obvious. It's like fastballs, like, you know, your eyes open up and you go, Got it. You were looking for that pitch, and Look here it at comes. That. I got it. Here it comes. Give to get is is again a chapter rule in the book. And he says, Steve says he got it from you, Barry. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you, really? Um, to, the idea, the thought of giving to get. Well, the first time I was exposed to it, it's a wild story. Is that I'm at the University of Florida, and my grades aren't doing that well. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm doing nothing but party. Right. right. <laughs> my my college roommate is Go Gators. The, right. My college roommate is the center fielder for the Gators. Right. He's an all star. He's lead. Well, this is 50 years ago. You're, yeah, you're there to party. Exactly. This is 1967. Right. So so Things he don't change. All he, <laughs> he hands me a list. He hands me a list that they give to all the athletes. Uh -huh. Here are some courses that you can take uh -huh. that probably will be an A for you easily. <laughs> okay. Right. And at the time, I was, in, I was in public relations and advertising. And so I took this course in the Foundations of Humanistic Education. And I had a visiting professor from North Carolina. And, mm -hmm. and basically, it was me with my long hair halfway down my back and about 20 buzz-cut football players from the Gator <laughs> football team. And that's it. No, so your your and, counterculture. And I'm thinking, I am a dead man. And then this, what does this instructor do? The first day of class, he has us form two circles, an inner and outer facing each other, and he tells us to put our hands out. Uh -huh. And the other guys standing across from you put their hands in, and you have to look him in the eye silently for a minute. I go, I am one dead <laughs> Right? By the end of that semester, I was friends with everybody in that semester, but this is what we all learned at least I did, from that professor. And then years later, I heard it from Zig Ziglar. What this gentleman taught me was, you can have anything that you want in your life if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. And years later, I heard it. Zig Ziglar would say it all the time. But I changed my major. That class changed my life, changed my major. And then when I went through what I went through with the cancer, that guy's words were all about living every day, making the most of everything, and amen to him. This, and, the signs are all around us, right? The universe, yeah. is, the universe, I tell folks, is speaking to you. And sometimes you're listening, and sometimes you're not. And if you pay attention, it's going to tell you where you need to be and what is coming your way. It's, it's there for everybody. It's there. Uh, unfortunately, the normal person, when they wake up every morning, first thing they do is they hit the snooze button. 
-hmm. To me, that's the worst habit that anybody could create. For me, when that opportunity clock goes off, I get up. Right. Okay? I start my day. I have the opportunity to live another day. The first words out of my mouth every morning, this is no bullshit. Thank you, God, for another day. Yep. And But everybody has that choice. Even if people that don't believe in God, thank you, universe, for another day. And I'm choosing to have a great day every day. Yes, there will be things that happen to me, but I always have a choice. When those so what I've happen. seen in, in my short time coaching is that most people focus on what they don't have. Yeah. They focus right. on the yeah. lack of, right. yes. I don't have this or they have that. And, you know, so, and in this social media world that we live in, everybody's always comparing themselves to somebody else instead of saying, wow, I'm really good right here. Yeah. I love my friends, my family, my finances, my, you know, you know, all of the, you know, faith, all of those F's, if you will, that people should focus on what they have. Forget about what you have. want and don't have oh, and right. focus on what it is you do this have. what I have. You, so and many and don't on have that any. note, most people, believe it or not, those negative thoughts, they focus on what they're against rather than what they are for. Right. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's one of the most important steps in changing who we are, okay, is understanding that the way that we think, our thoughts, become our actions. Our actions done repeatedly create our habits. All of our habits create our character. Positivity is a choice. Oh, totally. Happiness is a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. If there's, but let's say that you say that you're unhappy, that you're miserable, that you have nothing to be grateful for. That is now in your character. If you want to change your character, the only way to do it is go back to the top and you change it with how you think. What am I for rather than what am I against? And, and that's when you speak to the universe and you speak positive things to the mm-hmm. universe and it gives you back right. because the universe doesn't know the difference. Biggest key takeaway is that the universe doesn't know. You Look. tell the universe and the universe gives it to you back. Oh, you want, you know, you focus on something negative, you get the negative. It's just as easy to focus on the positive, but people are blinded and then the news and, you know, you, the people in your inner circle, easiest way to change that is to create a new inner circle. So, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm paying attention to all of this stuff now in other people's lives. I knew how to correct it in mine innately. I went to mentors and said, I don't like the results I'm getting. How do I change this? Yeah. You know, and so I, that's how I built the rules. Then I look at other people now and I go, if you pay attention to this, this, and that, you know, that's why gratitude is such an important well, rule. You know what I said a couple weeks into the podcast? I, I said, I tell people all the time, if you treat the people, the opportunities, and the things in your life once you have them, the way that you did when you wanted to get them, you'll never have a problem. You said that about a job, right? Because I, I it's about a right. job, there's about a, a relationship, right. about everything. There's a woman. There's a woman in the market, and she's a news broadcaster, and she was on Twitter, and I got to work. I said, no, no, you get to work yeah, because there it. was a time you went for the interview and you left there and you said, please let me, let me. And when you got it, you were so. There was a woman on my Facebook last week, and she said, dreams come true, prayers, thank you, everyone, I got the job. And I said, looking forward to two weeks from today when you're complaining about this job. (laughs) And she said, damn it, you know, and I said, don't let it happen. Right, exactly. Because you wanted that girl in your life, and then you really wanted her, and then you took her for granted, and then you did, and then you really wanted that car, and you got that car, and you wanted that job, and I got to work, and it's a pain in the ass. If you treat these things once you have them, 
the way that you did when you wanted them. And think of them that way. You'll never have an issue. I'm with you. And you'll I'm, be successful in business uh, and, and sales. And I'm going to share something with you from a book that I read back probably in the 60s or 70s. The name, the title of the book was Do It. Do It. And there was one paragraph in that book that made me get it all. And the, the paragraph goes as follows. Our lives are a combination of good and bad, positive and negative. It is the best of times, and it is the worst of times all the time mm -hmm. when we choose to focus on the good, the positive, the best of times that already exist. Our lives get better. If not, they don't. Either way, life goes on. Amen. Either way. Amen. Either well way. said. Uh, Barry Gottlieb, thank you so much for. That was a, that was a fast half hour. Dude. Well, is it me or was that a fast half Incredible. hour? Incredible. Unbelievable. Just got going, man. The, the sparks are flying. They're Unbelievable. Uh, the books, again, you said TGIT. Thank God it's today. How do they find out more about your teachings and your writings? Look, to me, I, I don't even care if anybody buys okay. my books anymore. What I do is on LinkedIn and on uh, Facebook, I usually put about once a week a little blog Great. about how to have a better Or if they want to get to them, they can get to me. And get, yeah. They can go, they can go on Amazon work. if they want them. They're there, Perfect. but I, I don't care about that. Thank you for your outlook and your passion and for sharing and, and joining us today. And Outstanding your, and your friendship, stuff. brother. Outstanding <laughs> stuff. Amen. Stevie, that. I know there's a lot to be thankful for. It is Thanksgiving week, as oh, we said, but man. we always ask, instead of how are you, it's tell me something good. Tell me something So why don't good. you leave us today with a little or a lot of something good? So uh, there's a lot to be grateful for. This uh, this guy got to spend the weekend uh, in Easton, Pennsylvania, with my uh, coaching son Mark Noodleberg. Isn't that hometown of uh, Larry Holmes. Uh, yes, it is actually. Wow, Former world champion. You. Yeah, uh, full wow. of knowledge. Thank you. So it was the 151st uh, playing of Lehigh against Lafayette. Yeah. So I was up there. So here's what I'm grateful for. I had the opportunity to sit in on my son's uh, team meeting on Friday night, and when um, I could learn from the coach, which I did. Um, the tears, proud. the tears were rolling. The, yeah. the proudness was all over it. He's amazing. He's um, you done good. I done good. Man. Yeah, and he's and he's done and pretty he good done good. Too. And he's a special human being. The way those kids looked at him, he had sixty kids in the room who were all bought in. And uh, you know what? They ended the year fifth in the country in a kickoff return, twenty second in the country in um, punt really? return. That ain't no joke, man. That's no, a that's Patriot not. League. That, yeah. you know, so, so he knows what Bravo. he's doing. He knows how to move kids. Pay attention to my blog this week because I wrote about it. There's a little clip of him. They allowed me to video it. But um, I'm absolutely the most blessed guy on the planet. I've got great friends and great family and, um, and this new great career. And I love doing this podcast. Perfect episode <laughs> for Thanksgiving week. Perfect yes, again to feel. Gosh, do, I, do I have two seconds to tell you? You do. Because I love to end everything that I do with the following. You do. Every day is a gift. Every day is a gift. And the quality of your life is your gift to yourself. Amen. Ooh, like I say, all the every day above ground is a good day. Happy Turkey. Happy Thanksgiving, gobble, gobble, all gobble. of you. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Uh, so, again, for Steve Nittleberg and our guest, Barry Gottlieb, Josh Cohen, thanks for listening to the Thank Confessions you. of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. We'll see you next time. It is great.